What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the last episode of the reading section here. So by now you probably know the drill. If you don't have it opened yet, please open up the blog, the links in the episode notes, and open up that 2018 test, which is in the useful links page on the blog. Once you've got that open, scroll on down to page 36, and today we're going to be looking at a humanities passage. The reason I chose a humanities passage to look at is because it seems to be the hardest one for students to figure out. It's usually about subjects that are somewhat unfamiliar or that people haven't read much about before. As I mentioned in the last episode, it's often about jazz, which is the topic of this humanities passage, but sometimes it's about night terrors, it can be about playwrights, it can be about all kinds of different things that sometimes are a little bit unfamiliar to readers. And I think that difference in content can sometimes make it a little bit confusing. But most of the principles we talked about last time still apply. You just have to do it in a slightly different context. So in this passage, again, I'm going to assume that we want to do the strategy where you read through the passage first and then answer the questions. So go ahead and pause for a second and read through this passage. Again, it's passage 3 on the Humanities section of the 2018 test, page 36. Now that you've read through the passage, let's look at a few of these questions. I don't want to look at all 10 of them. I just want to pick a few that I think will illustrate a few things that would be helpful. So we're going to start with 21, which says, based on the passage, how did Barry's personality affect his career? A very common thing for these reading sections is to start with an overall general type question. And often the question will say, what's the main purpose of the passage? What's the main idea? What was the narrator trying to achieve, etc.? This one's a little bit more specific. It's talking about how did Barry's personality affect his career? So this is a general type of question that you can often answer without needing to go back to the passage to look for specific details. So let's read through these different options. A says his ambitious, competitive personality was off-putting to other musicians who were reluctant to play with him. One thing we see in the passage is that Barry is not competitive or ambitious. He seems more laid back, he's often in the background, so we're not going to choose A. B, his genial personality endeared him to other musicians, but his career suffered when he spent more time socializing than practicing. So B is interesting because it seems like he does have a genial personality, like he's pretty easygoing. But it doesn't mention anything about him socializing more than practicing. It talks about him as a very technically skilled player, but one that sometimes sits in the background. So that the first half of that question seems pretty good, but the second half seems a little off. If we keep going down to C, it says his modest and easygoing personality kept him out of the spotlight, and consequently he received less attention as a performer. That one sounds really good to me. That one sounds right. As I've been describing, he seems pretty easygoing, pretty chill. So C is probably the right answer, but let's just read D to make sure. D says his shy, introspective personality was misunderstood as snobbish arrogance, so he was offered few recording session jobs. So the shy and introspective part, again, seems like that could be true, but we don't see anywhere that other people thought of him as arrogant or that he wasn't offered a lot of jobs. It seems like he did play on a lot of things, he just wasn't the lead performer. He was kind of in the background on a lot of different records. So the correct answer to this one is C. And this is the type of question, again, that ideally after you've read through the passage, you've gotten a big enough picture of the main themes and the main characters that you can pick this answer out without necessarily having to go back and read a lot. And, and there's a subtle difference between this kind of main idea question and the kind you might see in one of the science ones. On the science passages, the main idea is often focused around a certain discovery or a certain idea, 
Whereas on the humanities and the prose fiction passages, it's often centered around people or characters or story rather than specific ideas. So there's a subtle difference there, but sometimes that can be important to, to pay attention to. And another sort of general point about the humanities and prose fiction passages is it's often valuable to pay attention to the mood and the general feel of the passage. And you might see that mood-slash-feel aspect of certain passages show up more in some passages than others. Some passages focus a lot on that kind of thing, and others don't so much. That's just one thing to pay attention to with humanities and the prose-fiction-slash-literary-narrative passage. So let's keep going to another question. Let's jump to 23. 23 says, The author points out that many serious jazz musicians know little about Barry, primarily in order to... And there's a few different reasons why the author might have done that. So this question falls in the category probably of more of a detail type question. You may remember from reading the passage why the author pointed out that a lot of people don't know much about Barry, but you also might not. So before we go back to the passage, let's just skim over the answers. A says criticize scholarship that's provided an unbalanced history of jazz. B demonstrate that the author is more knowledgeable than most jazz scholars. C, illustrate the secrecy Barry demanded in order to preserve his family's privacy. And D says, explain why it's likely that readers would be unfamiliar with Barry. So we're looking for one of these to be the correct answer for why the author's pointing out that a lot of people don't know about him. So if we go back up to the passage, we need to look around and find where does it talk about people not really knowing much about him. And hopefully if you've read through the passage once, you can sort of remember where different things are mentioned. And I remember that sort of towards the beginning, so I'm going to go back and skim over that. At the very beginning of the second paragraph, it says, Why you've never heard of him is pretty simple. A lot of hardcore jazz buffs don't know much about him. So it's saying, okay, jazz people don't know much about him. And that sort of explains why we don't know much about him. Let's go and see if that matches with any of the answers. And that matches best with D. So the author is pointing out, a lot of people don't know about Barry. And even serious people don't know about Barry. So even if these serious people don't know about him, it's unlikely that a casual reader would be very familiar with this guy. And that matches most with D. And that one, again, is one where you probably have to go back and look up at the passage. So continuing on with number 24, from 24 says, According to the author, Barry's solos as a recording session musician were often very short because he... And this question is sort of similar to 23 where this is likely something you won't have remembered just from reading the passage, and you're going to have to go back to find it. So the first thing we want to do is find out where it talks about him having short recording session solos. If you look around the passage, the answer to this is sort of hidden. And in the second paragraph, it talks about how Barry was a solid session player. He played with a bunch of other more famous people. And then the last sentence says, but he did not cut many sessions himself as a leader, and when he soloed, he worked within the recording constraints of the era and the swing genre. Fast-moving 78s with solos often lasting a mere 32 beats. So the sentence is sort of picking up on some musical jargon. And if you're not familiar with music, it can be a little hard to interpret what's going on here. So basically it's saying he played with famous people. He didn't solo a ton, but when he did, he soloed according to like the constraints of the era. That last little bit, the mere 32 beats part, suggests that these were short solos. Even if you're not super familiar with the musical terminology, the fact that it says a mere, lasting a mere 32 beats, suggests that it's short. And so if we look down at 24, H is the right answer. 
H talks about working in those constraints, and that's what the second paragraph tells us. That one's sort of a tricky detail to find, and you want to watch out for questions like this. There are certain questions on the reading section that are going to take longer than others. It's just the nature of certain questions that you're going to have to look a little bit harder to find the answer, and you want to watch out for those. One thing you can do if you run up in questions like this where you know it's going to take a long time is you can just try to eliminate one or two options and then just guess and move on and maybe go back to it at the end if you have time. Remember, you need to move quickly through these passages so it doesn't make sense to spend a long time on a question in the middle. That might mean that you then don't have time to answer maybe an easier question towards the end. So like on this one, maybe you could say, well, F doesn't seem right and G and H both seem like they could be true and maybe J and then just pick one of those. You're not guaranteed to get it right every time, but if you can even eliminate one or two options, you're improving your odds of guessing the right answer. And a type of question that is somewhat common that you might want to consider doing this on is any question that says, all of the following are in the passage except, or the author did not mention something like this. Any question that has that, where you have four options, and essentially you have to find three of them in the passage, but find one that isn't in the passage, those can take a long time to solve, so watch out for questions like that. And make sure that you're staying strict with your timing as you go. So from that question, let's jump to 28. 28 says the author describes Henderson's blues in C-sharp minor as... Now we just need to go find where does it talk about blues in C-sharp minor. And this is kind of nice. It's usually easier to skim looking for stuff with capitals or like that C, that capital C will kind of stand out as you're skimming around. And we see that in the second to last paragraph. It says blues in C sharp minor, for instance, is odd, haunting, and ultimately relaxing. And if you go to number 28, J says odd, haunting, and relaxing. And so it's pretty easy pick up once you've found the spot. It's pretty easy to match which answer is correct. On the last episode, I said always be wary of answers that pull words or phrases directly from the passage, and you should still be wary of doing that. But there are certain instances like this one where the answer really is just put there in the passage for you, and you just have to find it. Something related to this that I've noticed is some answers take a long time to find in the passage, but then they're sort of easy once you've found the right part. Other questions ask about things that are pretty easy to find in the passage, but then it takes a little more mental work to figure out what what it means, like what the passage means, what the different answers mean. And I found that often the harder it is to find something, the easier it is to answer once you've found it, and then the easier it is to find it, the harder it is to figure out what's what's going on, what exactly they're meaning by that. So that's definitely not always true, but it's a pattern I've sort of noticed looking at a bunch of different reading questions. Now let's just go to question 30, the last one here on this passage. 30 says, the author uses the phrase, a cathedral of a solo, most likely to create a sense that very solo was. And we have four different answers describing what the cathedral of the solo part means. So it tells us where it is, it's in line 85. Let's go find that. And the sentence that includes that, remember you always want to read the full sentence of the part they're referencing to make sure you can get some context. And you'll likely have to read a little more than just that one sentence. So the sentence starts a couple lines above. It says, this may be Barry's one and only instance of indulgence on a record, a cathedral of a solo in its flourishes, angles, ornamentations, reflexivity. 
If sunlight could pass through music, a ghost of a chance would funnel it out in the broadest spectrum of colors. So those two sentences give the impression that the solo was awesome, it was big, it was beautiful, all the things we would describe a cathedral as. Let's go down and look at the different options. F says an in intricate, awe-inspiring masterpiece. That one sounds pretty good. Awe-inspiring especially seems to be appropriate. G says a somber, mournful hymn. That one doesn't seem correct. It doesn't talk at all about sadness. Again, paying attention to mood is often helpful. And the mood we get in the description of this solo is big, incredible, triumphant, not sad. So it's more of like a happy type thing than a sad thing. So we're going to rule out G. H, a crumbling remnant of Barry's once great skill. That one's also incorrect. That's sort of a sad saying, H, saying he's kind of over the hill, he's lost his prime. But this is definitely complimentary. And J, a testament to Callaway's band leadership. So Callaway's only mentioned at the very beginning of this paragraph, and he was the band leader on this piece, I guess. And he gave Barry permission to have this big piece. So he did play a role, but the solo isn't some big testament to Callaway's skill as a band leader. It's showcasing Barry's awesome skill on the saxophone. So Jay is another one of those answers you want to watch out for, where it's saying something that's partially true. Like Callaway was the band leader, and maybe he did do good things to help Barry along. But the passage isn't focused on that. It's focused on how amazing the solo is which leads us to pick F as the correct answer. So there's another passage for you that should give you a few more things to watch out for as you're doing these different reading passages. And I want to end with just a couple reminders. The first is to be really strict on your timing. Timing is the hardest on the reading section of all the passages from everything that I've seen. And so you just want to make sure before anything else that you can finish every single question in the 35 minutes that they give you. And it's not easy. You might have to skip over some questions. You might have to make some educated guesses on questions that are taking a little bit longer. But you want to make sure that you are able to finish and that you give every single question its due time and its due mental effort. And beyond just answering the questions, you want to make sure you're not spending too long reading. Remember, as you're reading, don't worry too much about the details. Worry more about the big picture, the overall story. And worry about the details when questions make you do that. You don't want to get too caught up on certain aspects of the passage that you might not have many questions about. So just read for the big picture of the main story, and then focus on details when questions make you do that. Besides focusing on the timing, just remember you have to practice. With reading especially, there's not a whole lot of content you need to learn. It's more that you need to develop the skill of doing an ACT reading passage. And the best way to do that is to just practice a lot of different passages. And make sure you practice smart. Make sure you're not just blasting through two or three a day without spending time to review. I think it's much better to do one passage a day and then spend a decent amount of time reviewing your mistakes and really understanding why the right answers are correct. It's better to do one of those per day than to do like four or five reading passages a day without spending enough time reviewing. So make sure you're getting good quality practice in and that you're practicing a good amount of these passages. It'll take a decent amount of practice to start improving your score. It's certainly doable, but you do have to put in some time. You just have to put in some effort to make sure that you're getting to know these different reading passages and that you're figuring out how to approach them. 
And so I hope this has been a helpful rundown of the reading section. As always, please email me at 36actpodcasts at gmail.com for any questions, comments, success stories, or even failures, or if you're interested in getting some tutoring set up for the summer. Happy studying and good luck.